You're listening to a Cripple and Co. production. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to a very special episode of A Bumpin' Podcast, the podcast that lives within Disability After Dark, where I and my sister Heather talk to people all about our sex toy, the Bumpin' Joystick. On this episode of A Bumpin' Podcast, we are celebrating Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. And for this celebration, we want to introduce you to our friend and fellow Bumpin' Joystick tester, Raven Dark Angel, who is a person who lives in Australia who has spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy like me. And we talk with them about their experiences of performance, doming as a disabled person, and why they think the bump and joystick would be great for somebody with cerebral palsy like them. So this is a really fun, quick, cheap and cheerful interview with our friend Raven Dark Angel talking all about their experiences with CP and of course the bump and joystick. So enjoy friends this latest episode of a bump and podcast right now on Disability After Dark. Oh yeah, just a quick content note. Raven Dark Angel has spastic quadriplegic CP, so they also have a really sexy, sultry disability accent and a CP accent, as I call it. So you may, if you're not used to hearing that in your ears, you may have to listen a little bit closer today as Raven tells you all about their experience. So just pay close attention, okay, friends? Thanks, you won't want to miss this one. And now, on to the show. Raven Dark Angel, hello. Hello. Thanks so much for coming on a bumpin' podcast. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Good, really excited to have you here um, because we know you've been so integral with us in making the bumpin' joystick a reality and all throughout our journey. Um, so do you think you could introduce yourself to the bumpin' slash disability after our audience? Tell us who you are, what you do. Hey, I'm Raven Dark Angel. I'm a performance artist around sexuality. I'm in my 40s. I have cerebral body and I am a wheelchair user. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Awesome. And so part of the reason why we wanted to ask you to come on the show today is because we're recording during Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. So we wanted to celebrate Cerebral Palsy with you today. Um, And so I wanted to ask you, Raven, so, so much of CP is different for everybody with CP. Can you share with us how cerebral palsy plays a role in your day-to-day life? I don't really think about it until I'm with other people and until they get to know me, they treat me quite delicate and fragile like I have 
like I'm like frosted glass or something. And I shatter really easily, but personally, I find strength from it. It's taught me to be thoughtful of others as well as myself. In my case, I can't be selfish. I can think of myself, but I also need to put myself in the world. And that's not always been easy for me. So can you can you just share a little bit more about what you, how what do you mean how it hasn't been easy for you in terms of putting yourself in the world? In a positive way. I've been taught to shrink to be smaller to highlight myself. Is I was raised in the specialist education scenario where you go to school with other people with disabilities and there's not much time for individual needs so I learned to stay small for a very long time. Yeah, I, I as somebody with cerebral palsy, and while I didn't go in the special education system when I when I was coming up, I was integrated, but I also I definitely can can empathize what it was like to stay small and to not want to be in the way and to not want to be a burden. And I'm 30, I'm almost 38 and I still feel that way now sometimes. So I definitely can appreciate what that felt like. Do you think that your performing is a way of kind of shattering that smallness and being big and being seen? I feel that way, yes, because it's not like... I drag an unwilling audience there, there because they want to see my pieces and they enjoy, enjoy my character. She is a dominant. Very, she feels the room, the attentions on her, and even though she's an element of me, she's bigger than my daily life. So it's 
exciting and empowering to do that. Yeah, I, I, I've done some performing um, and it, it definitely can be empowering. What kind of stuff do you, as a performer, like to do on stage, like sexy stuff? I'm a dominant LBDSM scene, so I have an assistant who helps me do bondage scenes with submissive, and they're usually able-bodied. So that's quite the turnaround from what is usual in the scene. So that's yeah. fun. One of the things you said when you contributed to the Bumpin' Book of Love, Lust, and Disability, one of the quotes you gave us was, hearing yes, mistress from an able-bodied well-to-do is extremely life-affirming. So you kind of like playing with the, kind of like turning it on the tables. Pe- people would think that because you're a wheelchair user and you're disabled, you would be the submissive, but in this way you get to kind of f- flip the script a little bit. Uh, definitely. And that's what everyone who comes to watch likes about. I enjoy putting on the show as well. I come away feeling more alive and more confident. And where do you and where do you get your other than being a performer, like what gives you sexual confidence? Uh, just knowing that what I do is appreciated. Who I am is appreciated. So someone might buy me a new toy or a new outfit, and because they have to help me get into it. That's also a way to enjoy that time together because day to day my support stuff with personal protective gear and I really get skin to skin contact. So it's a different space to be with an intimate partner. Of course. And, you know, being that we've gone through, you know, two plus years of the pandemic, not having that kind of touch has been really hard. But you mentioned that sometimes you'll get people to buy you new toys. Do you think you might um, 
look to get somebody to buy you a bump and joystick? Uh, definitely. Um, it's new update. Oh, because it's a brand new ID for most people to take control of their own sexuality and pleasure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you've been integral in kind of getting a in in helping us to get the bump and joystick off the ground. What do you what are your what were your thoughts when you because you you helped to test it, right? Yes, I did. So so can you kind of walk us through what it was like as somebody with CP to test the joystick? It was a bit strange at first to figure out what it did, but I like how you can hold it close and you can put whatever toy you like and get it just in the right position. And also, I could hide from people who weren't perhaps open to the idea because it doesn't immediately look like a sex toy apparatus. But when I was able to use it by myself, it was very easy because it bent to the body shape and yeah. And I so you and so you reliant on anybody to help me with private moments. Well, that was that's really great that you were able to use the toy and hug into it and to do exactly what we wanted it to do to meet the needs of um, of people with hand limitations. And so, as somebody with limited dexterity, I know for me being able to hug into something and to not have to use my fine motor skills, to to be able to use my gross motor skills is, is the best. Do you, did you find that that part was easy for you? I found it was a little different to get used to, but once you find your spot and your position, you can mold it to exactly what you need. So that's perfect for most yeah and so you you mentioned that one of the things you liked and I like hearing you say this you mentioned that it was something you could hide because it doesn't look like your typical sex toy and it doesn't look like 
like the typical vibrator you would get from the shops. Um, do you do you think that that because it looks like assistive tech, which it is, do you think that that's a selling point? Yes, I do because if anybody says the guys with an agency for support workers, you really get to specifically choose who comes to your house all the time. Yeah, so you sometimes have different people coming in and out that you've never met before who just show up, right? So this way yes. you can, if you wanted to use the bump and joystick, you could still use it, but say, hey, it's a piece of assistive tech and you wouldn't have to be like, yo, it's my, mm-hmm. it's my sex toy. No, but also it looks like a peg and a squishy yeah you could say it's a body pillow that, that vibrates right or the body pillow that holds your sex toys so <laughs> like yeah that's one of the things that we liked about it too um how do you think as somebody with because you have uh and correct me if i'm wrong you have spastic quadriplegic cp right yes yeah me too uh, all four limbs have some degree of tightness. It's so fun, isn't it? It's such a it's such <laughs> a fun part of CP to have because I have the same type. It can be so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Um, so if oh, you were to, I didn't mean to hit you. Then sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't mean to have an accidental spasm. Oops, sorry. Yeah. Um, if you were to ask somebody with CP, because we're celebrating cerebral palsy month, what do you think the sexiest part of your CP is? Well, fact that it can be a surprise. It can be a fun thing to play with it kind of forces you to be adventurous with partners you have to find different ways to have sex can you would you mind sharing maybe some of the different ways that you've, other than performing, but maybe some of the different ways that you've explored that with partners? My ceiling voice is an interesting device. You can weigh your swing different ways. (laughs) I'm glad to know I'm not the only one who uses my, my... Ceiling lift as a sex toy. Glad to know that I'm not the only one. It's very handy. (laughs) And also, it makes me feel secure. (laughs) Yeah, so you can can do a lot of, like, 
swimming. I'm not gonna fall off the bed by accident because I am yeah yeah now i i had a question about um because i know you have the awesome cp accent that some of us have and i know that that can make communication and you know sexy communication a bit different how do you navigate that when you're with the partner if they're having trouble maybe understanding you or if you want to talk to them, but they, they don't, they're not quite understanding as well as you'd like them to? I have, they learn my facial expressions over time. Don't be like, this means I'm having fun, but this one means I'm hurting <laughs> or a certain gesture or vocalization. So it's really, it's what we always say about when we talk about sex. For anybody, communication is really important. But for you, it's really about the facial cues and getting people mm-hmm. to look at you, which is really great because that can foster a different type of intimacy with you and a partner. Um, this is a question that I had that popped in my head as I was thinking about that. If you're with a partner and you wanted to use the bump and joystick, do you think that it would be fun to try for partner play? Uh, yes. If like it was say a penis toy with a vibrator on the other end for Volvo. Perhaps it would keep things in place. Yeah, yeah. Um... Hey, Felice, when we did uh, testing with you a couple months, or I guess last year at some point, um, we know that you are the owner of a rather large suitcase of different types of sex toys, which is an awesome <laughs> discovery to make. Um, I just wondered, like, what are your, some of your favorite ones to use? And also, like, which ones do you think you'll use um, or, or do you think would work best in the joystick? Like, one of the questions we get a lot of is, like, what kind of toys could I use? And, um, yeah, I just would love to know, like, because you're... Um, definitely familiar with a bunch of different styles like what you think would work best or what you think or you'd be more excited most excited to try definitely at this stage nothing higher than a medium level until things are more stabilized but I find like the ones or external toys work best for me as I have a Awesome. Awesome. 
Hooray, you heard it here first. Wands and external toys. <laughs> yeah, because the internal is a bit more tricky. Yeah, with all the specificity, yeah. right? To try to get it yeah. you know, in yeah. the right spot. Also, I need a bunch of pillars as well to raise my hips and doing both together is tricky by yourself with a partner it's a balancing trick <laughs> yeah definitely for sure andrew what would what about you oh sorry well, you go ahead please and then we'll ask andrew the same question it could make a comedy porn video. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe bloopers. <laughs> bloopers <laughs> during testing. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and... Maybe maybe there'll be some maybe there'll be some bloopers sometime that we'll put out later. Yeah. Um, if, so Heather, to, what toy do I think would work for me in the joystick? Um, yeah, yeah. Probably I I don't know like the branding, but probably an external vibrator because when we were testing it, one one of the things that I liked more so than insertion was like vibration on my genitals. So probably something that I could, that would vibrate, like the flower one that we tested and those kind of ones. Yeah. And like, I guess like maybe let's break that down a little bit because a lot of times when we talk to penis owners, they think they might not like vibration. But when we dug into that a little bit more um, in some of the last rounds of testing, we found that actually a lot of people, when they tried vibration, if they were penis owners really liked it, but there's this like stigma around vibration and uh, male anatomy that might be preventing some people from sort of closing up to a vibrator and giving it a go did you like did you experience any of that and like what would you say to people who are maybe on the fence or just haven't tried it I mean I didn't experience any shame around it because like it felt good so I didn't care yeah. that it was it was not necessarily a male quote-unquote a male toy I was like, oh, this yeah. feels this feels good. And at that point, I was I was looking at it from an accessibility standpoint. So I wasn't worried about like masculinity of like, oh no, I'm using a vibrator. I didn't care. And I think I, what I would say to people who are on the fence is to like, like, why? At, at the end of the day, if it feels good, does it matter what gender the toy is for, or what? Like, yeah, it shouldn't matter. So I think, and I think if we're like, how can you gender vibration? Like, it just, it just seems a little bit silly. Why? What does it matter? So I would say, like, maybe looking to yourself first and question, like, why do you feel that way? And maybe do some like inner work to figure out why, and then let it go because it feels good. So that's what I would say. Yeah, and maybe like start slow, right? I think some penis owners that we've talked to are like, oh my God, like a powerful vibration, like on my most sensitive bits, like that doesn't sound like something I'm gonna like. I don't even know that it's always like, because it's like, quote unquote, like more for like females. I think there was like this 
idea that like something that's vibrating and maybe at high speeds isn't something you want right up and close and personal like right next to your junk and so there was like a lot of like hesitancy of like no way I'm not gonna like that and then when they tried it they like a lot of people were like oh my god I actually really did so I'm wondering like maybe we you know do people start slow with like a more soft gentle vibration instead of going into like crazy do you start in like different areas like you know you probably don't like go straight for the tip and maybe you start like in different areas. Like, I mean, I'm not a penis owner, so it's hard for me exactly to answer this question. I'm taking, I'm pulling from things people have told me, but as a penis owner, Andrew, like, and somebody who has really gotten a lot of um, success out of vibrators, like what would you kind of recommend for people who are kind of like, oh, maybe I will give this a go, but I'm a little bit scared. Cause like, it's my, you know, my most sensitive area. Well, I would say don't put it on the balls right away because that hurts <laughs> and I know from experience it hurts doesn't feel super good um and also don't put it right on the tip right away I would say that you would want to put it like along the shaft and if you're a circumcised penis haver I would say you would want to put it like just below the head a little bit that was a when I was doing the testing that was a lot of places of pleasure that I found um and just go real slow and just if if you're particularly if you're working with a with a PCA or a care worker to to kind of get into the right positions or whatever, just tell them to, that it's going to take some time and you need them there for a few minutes to set it up. Because when I first started testing toys, um, <laughs> my care worker was like, "Okay, see you in five, see you in twenty minutes, bye." And I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute, hold on." So I think <laughs> it needs to you need to really have a conversation if you're using care workers to test the stuff to say you might have to like stand outside the room for five minutes while we figure it out or help me get it in the in a good position or a good vibration for me um but I think yeah I can understand why penis havers will be hesitant because like any kind of rough motion around a penis doesn't feel super great it's super it's super sensitive (laughs) um and what about like other areas of your body as well just thinking of you know like we heard when we wrote the book last year, some people um, around like um, incision points, et cetera, had like this, you know, really um, much more sensitive area. I know for me, like I like, you know, things around my neck as well. Like, have you guys ever used, and this could be for either of you, um, Raven or Andrew, like, have you guys ever used vibrators um, to, to stimulate other body, other body parts, not necessarily um, the nether regions? Raven, you want to go? Um... For me, it's my lips and behind my ears and behind That's a new one. Knees. Knees? Knees behind my knees. There was my accident, but I like it. Well, I don't think we can get the bump and joystick behind your ears. <laughs> I, d- I just think based on its size alone, that's not going to be happening. But uh, face hugger thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You could just hug into the to the cushy to the soft pillowy part. Um, yeah. for me, when I was testing the the toys to in in before we decided that it was the joystick, and I was sent that wonderful box of toys to test I tested on my nipples a little bit I think nipples is really fun I think 
Um, chest area. Sometimes I put it on my head to see what that would feel like because that's can sometimes be in a rajna zone. Um, but I think really any any body part that you want to make sexy can be sexy. So if somebody like wants to put it somewhere that isn't usually sexy, by all means, give it a shot and see if it works for you. Well, um, love it. You there was a quote in the book, Raven, that you that you gave to us. You said that you wait, let me find the right quote because I lost it now. Here it is. You said that you see yourself as a hot, confident mystery waiting to be uncovered. So if you were to like what kind of mystery are you other than like hot and confident? Like like if you were to like think of yourself as like a, a mystery book, what would you say that would be? It would be like more crime story in the nineteen twenties. Oh I, wow! <laughs> Very specific. All right. I was walking like. The client of the detective of innocent and unknown something's wrong, but I have a darker, more interesting part of my life that people don't. No, so, so you'd want to do like a film noir kind of like the yeah like the yeah. 20s through the 40s like sexy siren thing that's cool yeah awesome um, I think I um I think for me what kind of mystery I would be I think I'd be like <laughs> I think I'd be like a sexy enigma wrapped in a wheelchair wrapped in some more spasms, wrapped in some sexiness. I don't know. That's that's how I feel, for sure. I've seen you in your hands. That's not the side everybody sees. It's true. Well, a lot of people have seen me in my heart. But, 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 yeah. But I mean, I guess so. Then I guess I'm an enigma wrapped in a wheelchair, wrapped in some spasms, wrapped in a harness, maybe. Yes. <laughs> Secrets um, are fun. Secrets are sexy too. I think we found the title of this episode um, <laughs> for sure. Secrets are sexy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Raven, if you could, kind of, kind of, if you could sell the bump and joystick to other people with CP, what would you, what would be like your like, oh yeah, you really have to get this. This is important for for us as people with CP. What would you want to say to them? Is freedom making is independent is encouragement it gives you a moment away from your body 
Let's explore your mind and what makes you feel good. You should be proud of who you are, but sometimes it's fun to be separate as well and have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. So, so your kind of upsell would be like, it gives you confidence, it empowers you, but it also allows you to not necessarily think about the disability all the time, right? Just be fun, be free, enjoy yourself. Awesome, awesome. Well, I mean, we couldn't ask for any better, any any better like ending quotes right there was there any fine any like last cool sexy things you want to say to the to the people listening i will just say you don't need anyone else's permission to explore what you want to do, even though you might need some assistance, if you find the right community and the right tools, go for it and be happy. And we definitely want you you to consider putting a bump and joystick as a tool in your toolbox to to be happy and to have great sexual experiences and all this everyone's favorite present (laughs) yeah so (laughs) yeah so go pick it up for your favorite disabled person out there in the world consider going to getbumpin.com and having a look and seeing if Seeing if the toy is something you want to get for a great disabled friend. Um, Raven Dark Angel, this was so, thank you so much for sitting down with us today and for being here and for celebrating CP Awareness Month with us. It's a pleasure. And anytime you need me, I'll be here. Well, we know who to go to the next time we need some secrets to be told about sex and disability will go right to you thank you awesome raven dark angel thank you so much for being here today and we'll have you back again soon okay okay thanks thank you bye copyright notice disability after dark was created recorded and produced by cripple and co productions and andrew gerza Any and all use of materials, graphics, audio recordings, etc. cannot be used or distributed without express permission. If you would like to use an episode of the podcast or license an episode of the podcast on your website, please consider emailing Andrew Gerza and Crippling Co. Productions at disabilityafterdarkpod at gmail.com. Copyright 2022